Hey, it's Jay from Rhythm of Fear, and you're watching CMS TV. All right, right back here, man. Wow, that's some good shit, huh? Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> Dude, I love Ronnie, man. He's like one of my favorite dudes, man. He was all on fire today. That was great. Yeah, I love it. I And I'm, I, I will, I'll tell the secret now that he's not here. I've already heard the whole album and it fucking murders. It is, it is a great, great record. Dude, it's always weird when I do these interviews with guys that I'm actually friendly with because mm -hmm. a lot of times they're like, okay, here's all our stuff, but let, but I don't want to talk about any of it yet because, you know, cause they don't want to, and I get it. They don't want to talk about it because yeah, we got this song and it's great. And you can't hear it. You know, they don't want to oh. do that. You know, they, they don't want to do that in the interviews and get people hyped up because you only get the one shot most of the time, you know? So, but I've heard this record and it's really, really good. And he's such a good singer, man. I, I always feel bad for him that he got the metal church. People just were, were 50, 50 with him, which I don't get. I, I, now that his album light in the dark and generation, nothing. Those two records are fucking staples in my catalog. It's just a light in the dark. <laughs> well, maybe you could join metal church when Mark Lopes is out of there. He's holding the door for you, man. Maybe that's what's going on. I think I, that was shot in the dark. I fucked up. Yeah. It's a shot in the dark. One step away from you. <laughs> a light switch away from you. That's right. <laughs> Dude, what do you think of Ozzy? What do you think of Ozzy now still, you know, still causing controversy? I don't know if you've even seen this or not, but he posted, like, no secret. He's been hurt. He's been sick. You know, you know, he's or not sick, but just injured and he can't play anymore and he's bummed. He's probably depressed. And that but then he still goes out there and shits on Geezer Butler for not not being nice enough to send a um Well, Geezer didn't check on me is what he put out there. Yeah. And then Geezer, I don't know if you saw this, Geezer posted back and said, Well, I sent an email on February 8th of 2019 and I sent another one in January of 2021 just and I got no response right. and and it's like dude what that that's the sad thing about life you know when you're, uh, when you're making it all about you and you don't nurture those friendships uh over over the years then when you're at your the end of your rope you're not going to have anybody yeah I, I'm going to go to the even bigger issue, and I do want you to comment on this as best you can without causing any issues, because I don't want to cause any issues. But there are things in a band that are said, that are not said, that are presented, whatever. There's certain things that, that can be public. There's certain things can be public. And, and I know you blur that line sometimes. Sometimes you get in trouble for coming on this show and saying, ah, we, we played an average show this night or whatever. And then right. you get, then you get an earful for it, sure. but there, but there's also some things and especially health that are kind of off. Like even I would never, like if I had heard an, a rumor and I'm throwing total bullshit out here, so let's put that out there now. But if I heard a rumor 
that you guys weren't going to play shows for like three months because Steven's getting a tumor removed. And I know I'm going way into dark area, but if I had heard that rumor, I would not bring that to the show. And you, if you had been told it, like if Steven had said, Hey man, we're going to have to take a few months off. I got to get this tumor, blah, 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 blah. You wouldn't be coming on the show and going, yeah, guys, I'm open for gigs because Steven's got cancer. You know, you would, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be doing, you would keep it quiet. We didn't, you and I, you know, have just been doing this show about a year. It's almost our our anniversary to the Chris Aiken presents. Mm -hmm. uh, Some years back, you know, God, I I don't know exactly what it was five years ago, but you know, uh, Steven did have a big cancer scare and I did get that all and it was gutting you know what i mean sure cause it says something like that that they're going for treatment it's like the last thing you think you're going to hear it affected me deeply but uh knowing me i know myself pretty well at this point i i don't think i would have mentioned maybe mentioned it to you but i would have definitely said we're not talking about this yeah you wouldn't have booked an appearance on the classic metal show to talk about it no fuck no (laughs) that's what i'm saying and it's like and and to to this point the reason i'm bringing this up is why is ozzy and geezer having a fight about their personal relationship that has nothing to do with black sabbath and i mean nothing not business not a reissue not a vinyl not a show nothing why are they doing this in public is it that they're so jaded that they think that they're that important that that everything that goes on and every thought they have has to be on for public <laughs> consumption? Well, you and you're asking specifically about him calling out Geezer for not yeah uh, talking to him about his health or checking on him. Yeah. I mean, that could have been on a personal level. That didn't have to be necessarily out out in the media. But I mean, it, it sounds to me like you're right. Uh, Ozzy's career, I think, is over completely over at this point it sounds if i was to speculate i would i would say that he's just bumming out in the reality of it all and he's just feeling sorry for himself yeah but bumming out versus to get it out to get it out somewhere you have to make an effort to throw that i mean this is regardless of anything else this is a very legitimate i'm gonna throw my bandmate of 50 years under the bus right there's nowhere It's not like he mumbled it in his house to Sharon and somebody overheard it and took it to the, to the masses. You know, you have to refresh me, Chris, cause I'm not yeah. as in the know as you or remember mm-hmm. all this stuff, but am I wrong that, that Sharon Osbourne erased geezers tracks off the black Sabbath record? Or no, something like not, that, or not, not geezer. Like that? that was that it did, but it was in Ozzy Osbourne solo land, not Black Sabbath. Okay. It was. It was Geezer. It was. Geezer. No, no, no. It wasn't Geezer. It was. Um, it was uh, Lee Kearslake and Bob Daisley. Okay, I'm sorry. From those, from the very early Ozzy records, and they replaced them with Robert Trujillo and Mike Borden from Faith No More, mm-hmm. and reissued <laughs> reissued them without those guys, so that they wouldn't get royalties. I don't know, but I'm sure I don't know what what kind of relationship these two have had uh, since Black Sabbath and if they've remained friends or I really don't know to like really give my input. Yeah, well, but does it matter is my question. If they didn't, if they had a bad relationship, let's say they they ended they ended Black Sabbath and were like, fuck you, don't ever want to see you again. Then I really understand why he didn't check on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, but but the point is. 
my point is, why does Ozzy got to go and say, I'm really disappointed with Geezer. He didn't even check on me. <laughs> That's an intentional move to throw this guy under the bus. It's intentional. Right. You know, I mean, dude, when I had COVID, I had a bunch of people checked on me. You were one of them. You know, I had a bunch of people that checked on me. I also had a bunch of people that did not. And you know what? Here's the list up. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I that's you motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Ozzy just did here was said. All right. Now I'm going to sell you guys out that didn't fucking check on me because I can't play anymore. And it's like, dude, he doesn't have a responsibility to do that. Right. And then sure as shit, it turns out that he did. And Ozzy wasn't given the messages. Sure. So now Ozzy looks like a douche after stirring up the internet and getting, getting a bunch of people to, to spend a week. I mean, the saddest part to me is that geezer spent a geezer had to put out a public statement complete with dates and times saying, I'm not a douchebag. And that who's just email does he email Ozzy directly? Like I, I couldn't even. Well, see that's Ozzy even that's the thing, email. and that's the thing is he said that he said in the story that at first he emailed the or the, both times he emailed the office because right. he doesn't have Ozzy's personal phone number. That's right. So in the first email, Sharon allegedly responded back to him. And said, Oz is okay, I'll send along, you know, whatever. Nowhere in there does she say, here's Ozzy's phone number, why don't you give him a call? He might appreciate that. Doesn't give him the phone number. So he doesn't have a phone number to contact Ozzy. They appear to to control every minute of that man's life. And it's sad, man. It's really sad that, you know, especially a band that's retired. We all love the controversy. There, there's, there's a reason TMZ is a thing, because everybody loves the controversy, you know, and, and fair enough. But, man, when your band is over, be away. Be gone. Don't be in the public. When Steven, Steven's going to end his career in a year or two or three. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not trying to say I've heard anything. Keep it calm, people. But, you know, you, you know, as well, I mean, you've told me off the air and I don't think you mind me saying this, no. that, that you are starting to kind of th- at least think about what's after Steven, because yeah. you're not, you're not ready to retire. No, you're not, you're, you know, and you've told me that, that being said, once Steven does decide, Hey, I've done it enough. I've got 50 years or 40 years or whatever the number is going to be when he does decide to, to, you know, click off that final rat trap, you know, <laughs> once, once it's done, I'm sure you and Steven will still keep in touch. I mean, you're friends. Right. Yeah. And if you hear something, you won't be going out to the media to say, you guys aren't going to believe this. But Stephen Piercy is getting his foot amputated. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not going to be doing that. No, you'll you'll let him control the media for him, and you'll control the media for you, and you won't let the media be your source to punch at him or him to punch. It. And he sure. wouldn't do that either. I mean, some people sometimes you have to. You're trying to answer questions to the best of your ability when you're in interviews and things like that. Right. Okay, so but what what is Ozzy being interviewed for? 
right, he's not I, on tour. He's he's not healthy. Right. You know yeah, that they postponed. They just postponed and canceled. You got to feel bad for the for uh, that guitar player too. Like the last shredder guitar oh, player that, that they got. That Watt guy, Andrew Watt. Yeah. No, yeah, is that he, who it is? That's who did the writing. That's who did the oh, writing and some of the, the play. Live, the live dude. Um. It, well, he he was out a little while ago. Gus G. Gus G. Yeah, right. he's been okay. out for a little while now. Well, yeah, he had to fire up the the firewind. Firewind, yeah. Firewind. Yeah, uh, yeah. because he's, he saw the writing on the wall. Ozzy wasn't going to be playing anymore. Yeah. Well, that's it. He well, and Gus. You know, I'll tell you, I I know Gus fairly well. And I've had Gus on even recently. I had Gus on maybe a year ago. I I did an interview with Gus. Gus is the exact example of how to do exactly what we're talking about here. Because I definitely asked him about leaving Ozzy. And he definitely met leaving Ozzy to back to me in the interview with, you know what? It was the time of my life. I had a great time. It, it raised my profile. I wish Ozzy nothing but the best. Sure. <laughs> now in real life, in real life, I sort of know that it was not the most amicable of, of parting of the ways. He did not want to leave the Ozzy band. That being said, he's not going to go out there in the, in the media and be like, fuck that old piece of shit. You know, he's just not going to do it. He's he's smart enough to say thoughts and prayers, love sure. Ozzy, and buy my new Firewind record, by the way, Ozzy fans. Oh, man, <laughs> but know? Sharon could destroy him probably. You yeah. Know what I mean, in court or something like that. Well, I'm sure there is probably a, there probably is a non-disclosure, an NDA or something. Oh, about, yeah. I, I'm sure in that organization there probably is an NDA in, involved there. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... It, it bums me out that we know, and I've said this to multiple artists, and, and they've agreed with me almost universally. I I do not like the one aspect. I'm a social media guy. As much as I say I hate it, I still use it a lot. you know. And I like that I can go online at any point and say, hey, oh, look, Death Angel, they're playing a gig at fucking this place, sir. Or Stephen Piercy's going to be at this casino on Saturday and it's near my house or what, you know, I, I love having that access and I love having the access to, Hey, we're working on something, start getting excited. And, you know, and like Steven, Steven's a great example. Steven comes out of blue and just drops songs every once in a while. And as a Stephen Piercy fan, you know, if I, if I didn't know you where I knew it was coming, like the, um, the cover that you guys did what six months ago or whatever it was okay right the 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 dion cover oh right Dion. yeah i mean if i was just a fan that would have been awesome to just see hey here's a twitter post here's a new song from steven piercy fuck yeah cool click play listen enjoy you know that's cool to have that kind of access to the bands what's not cool is this kind of shit where it's like you know, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar back sniping at each other because Hagar said he could come out to show, he could go out on tour. And then Roth said, sure, let's do it. And then Hagar came right back and said, no, let's not do it. I fucking hate you. You know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, that's the kind of shit that I wish was still lawyer to lawyer or phone call to phone call that we're not hearing. 
Oh, you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And the same with this with Geezer and Ozzy. This is the kind of shit, you know, if, if they're doing a reissue of uh, Technical Ecstasy and they're both working on liner notes or something, yeah, I want to hear about that. That's cool. Do I want to hear about Geezer may or may not have been a dick to Ozzy as he goes through his near paralysis? No. Exactly. It tarnishes my memory. The Van Halen uh, drama that was going on totally ruined the whole vibe of the band. I, it's already dead to me. Already dead. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. That, that's a great point, dude. As excited as I was personally for that for that announcement, now that it's already been uh, he could come out, no, he can't come out, bullshit tied to it. And Lord knows, I wouldn't even want to see Roth. I think Roth blows. He's terrible live, and I think he would ruin a show. I, I agree with Sammy on that part. He would ruin a show. But that being said, I don't need to hear the drama. I don't need it in my face, you know? Just no. show up, play your shows. Let everybody enjoy those fucking songs that that likes the Van Hagar era, and and walk away with a with a another bank load full of money. On a positive note, I will say I did hear from Mister Piercy uh, okay. yesterday, and he uh, assigned me a mission. Okay, uh, a mission to uh, do another cover song for him to okay uh, provide him the tracks, if you will, for that, and it's a it's going to be an old Kinks song all right it's gonna be probably pretty cool actually i've got it already started got most of it laid out don't say what it is but right. is it a kink song that people will know or yes. is it some really obscure like track seven on their third album <laughs> or something no it's definitely one of their one of their bigger hits okay um so he's apparently excited to do that and i got the the thing so so we will be releasing another uh track and it's good because i got to get back in the groove to do the new piercy record i mean the last couple of years just messed me up and i gotta be able to like move back into the writer zone right and now i finally have more time to do that since we've been playing more i'm not doing deliveries they're not calling me in for that as much so i got more sure. time and I got all the toys, man. I bought all my, my studios all upgraded and everything. So it's all here for me. It was really just right. making the time and also for uh, me doing theme for the show. Yeah, I was going to say, I get reminded twice a show that you that you don't have a lot of time to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I apologize for that. And really, it's it, the reason why it's taking longer, too, is because I know it's our show theme and it's important. Yeah. And like as I was, I, I kind of started second guessing myself. Like the the track that I already had for for something else. Like oh, this will work. You know, I go, do I want it to work or do I want it to be? I want it to embody our show. You know right. what I mean? And like, now are you going to do a vocal track too? No, I don't think so. Okay. I didn't intend to do that. Okay, but, but I mean, our I got used to hearing the theme for the Chris Aiken presents. I got used to hearing it. Yeah, I didn't like it at first, but I've heard. I it so don't like it either. Now. I've heard it so many times now that it's probably going to be weird to hear something else. Um, it, it, this is part of the classic metal show. So I think people are going to expect it to be more metal than anything sure. else in a way too. So well, I'm excited to have it just because, and I've told you this from day one, I don't like the theme. The theme is the theme is some piece of shit, free soft, free sound that I found on YouTube. Right. You know, and, and it, it, served a purpose but it, it it wasn't it wasn't meant to be permanent it just 
my life got so like you, my life got so busy that I didn't commission anybody to do something, you know, and, and I've had a lot of people that have offered, but I would much rather our theme song be something you did yeah. than any number of the other people that have had, and no offense to anybody else. I've had some really nice offers, some, for some really decent musitions that are, but at the same time, I'm just like, nah, you know. Now I'll what Sean for- Nichols did for for the classic metal show was amazing. Well, that was that's hard to top. That well, not only is it hard to top, but it was unprecedented because I didn't really give him anything. <laughs> I know. I I didn't give him. He asked us if we wanted a theme, and I said, "Sure." You know, because we were doing. And I don't even know if you were listening long enough ago to remember. But we had this theme. First of all, Neely used to do this 10-minute intro. It was long as fuck, and it was just clips from every talking part from every video from MTV in the 80s. Okay. So it was the it was the I'll take a jelly donut to go and you know the David Lee Roth thing and the the girls walking into the Cinderella concert and Brett Michaels washing the dishes in the, what is that? The ride the wind video or whatever. I mean, but it was like seven or eight minutes of this shit and it was long as fuck. And then we, we never had a theme song behind it. We would just play that and go right into music. So then I took a stab at it. We had that fuck you pal contest at one point where we had everybody calling in to say, fuck you pal. So I found some like almost like a hip hop beat, and on the on the beats I I had all these clips of people going "fuck you, pal," "fuck you, fuck you, pal." I mean, it was horrible. It was so bad, and and but we used "fuck you, pal," but it it wasn't even that good. It wasn't good enough to have that. It was just me playing clips over a a hip hop beat. It it was really bad. It was before I knew how to work any of my software at all. You know, okay. I was thrilled with it at the time because I I figured out how to do layering in WaveLab or something. It wasn't even like Pro Tools or something. It was some shitty program like WaveLab. You know, I and I I didn't know how to do anything. So yeah, man, that was that was what we were doing back then, man, with that corny beat and stuff. And we did that for holy smokes, probably 8 years or so until until Sean came along and and you know, I had asked him about it, but he he made an offer. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I was like, the only thing I told him to do was I said, I said, "Make sure you get my name in it, Neely's name in it, the name of the show." And fuck you, pal. <laughs> you know? And I didn't care about anything else. I, I didn't. And he wrote a damn song. Right. Which, which is still with us. We've been using that thing for 15 years or so. And it's still, I'll put that up against anybody's theme song. Oh, it sounds it, incredible. I mean, obviously his family has a, has the family studio. Yeah. He obviously went into the a real place to do it. I mean, this mm-hmm. is some jiggy uh thing somebody did on their PC or something. No, not at all, man. It sounds but it just it's it's amazingly catchy. Dude, what what's funny for now 15 years or whatever it's been, I get at least one email or two a month. It's not a ton, but I do get at least one or two a month. People ask me if they can download it somewhere. 
<laughs> and I never, I've never put it available to be downloaded. Like, remember when ringtones were a big thing? Yeah. I had people, I must have had a thousand people ask me about making it available. And to the, to the point where I actually had a conversation with Sean about it and, mm-hmm. and said, hey, what do you think about this? And then it just turned into a discussion about, well, we got to split the money. And, and I was right. like, I was like, you know what? I really don't. I really don't want to be sitting around going, okay, well, we got 35 of these at 79 cents divided by two. Here's yeah. your check for $18. Right. You, you know, I, it just seems stupid. Went through that with Piercy over stuff because, like, my misconceptions of the business in the beginning when that streaming stuff first started or whatever, mm-hmm. I was thinking that there's millions of dollars being made. Where's my percentage of this right. <laughs> solo record you put up there? And then I quickly realized like you're talking $10, $20, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a weird, with it. It, it is a weird world. Well, I'm glad you're bothering with it because it's going to, it's going to put a little money in my pocket and hopefully a lot of money in your pocket right. from, from the looks of things that, and we won't get into that business, but um, you know, it looks like you're going to do okay. Starving artists were speaking. Yes, of course. Right. Starvingartistcollection.com. I think about that. I had to think about the website myself because I didn't remember what it is. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I just, you know, I, I, I want you to finish that thing over the holidays if you can. Right. Just because I would, I would very much like to start the new year without that. Dun, 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 that just sounds like a local musician playing it. I like I like uh, that you're, you're giving me a deadline. I'm the kind of guy who needs that. Well, I would like to uh, again. I don't like what we have. I never have. I think maybe you you in some way thought I did, but I really don't. I I have no connection to it at all. In fact, I changed it from the original one to the one we have now just because somebody said, "Yeah, that the one you have, the first one, sounded uh, too local band." Yeah. Somebody said that to me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm changing that." And I changed to this one, which is more aggressive, but it still sounds like a local band. It doesn't sound like a pro. You know, right. it just sounds kind of like, eh, you know, it's all right. It, it does the trick. And thankfully, it's only, what, 12 seconds long or something, so it doesn't That's matter. right. There, it doesn't, this doesn't have to be a whole opus. Yeah, no, I don't need... You know I mean? Dude, do you ever watch the show Frasier? Yeah. Do you remember the one where Frasier got tasked to do a jingle to open his show? <laughs> no, I don't think I, I saw that. So, and, and this is, it, it'll make sense in a minute. So Frazier gets tasked, like they had like some consultant that came to the radio station he worked at and they, everybody said, well, one of the things all your shows need is a jingle, something catchy to start the show. Right. right. So all the other guys are, are doing like quick. It's time for Lance in the morning. <laughs> you know, something quick, right? Frazier hires a fucking 200 piece orchestra and writes like a six minute opus that he's directing and stuff with horns and timpani and you know, all, this, all, this, all this shit. And, and then it ends up that his dad just comes up with something that's like five seconds long and they use that instead. But it, it just reminds me of this where it's like, this could really just be a cool riff that is catchy or with a quick hook to it and people right. will dig it, you know, and that's all it needs to be. And that's all I'm, I hope it is really is, right. is I don't need it to be since 2022. I don't need any of that nonsense. Well, see, you know? if, and also 
not to overthink it, but if I was to do something that sounds like it could be rat, well, then obviously I'm going to want to give it to Steven to make a Yeah, of course. So yeah. I, that's why I, 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 I am putting a lot of thought into how I want to go about this or what mostly what style of music, you know, sure. what I mean? where it does. I'm feeling like it keep it does have to be something heavy at the end of the yeah. Show. Well, heavy would be great. I don't necessarily need it. Would I be upset if it sounded like rat? No, no. But for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's hey, a quality keep, riff, I'm gonna have to give it to him to use. Yeah. If people mistake us for rat and they keep thinking <laughs> that it's rat, that's that could be good because it's extra people looking for rat. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a friend or family member who is a fan of Chris Aiken? If so, give the gift of Aiken this Christmas with one of his many books. Chris has written two inspirational books. Call Me Chris deals with surviving a near-life-ending accident that Chris endured, while Little Victories goes in great detail on how to, and not always the right way to navigate the brutal pain of divorce. If it's heavy metal you enjoy, then Chris's cause and effect series of books are your loved one's thing. Three books that deal with Metallica's Black Album, Motley Crue's 1994 album, and Judas Priest's Turbo. These are fun reads about three very controversial albums. Finally, if your loved one likes it raw, dirty, and silly, then another things I should not say is the book. Full of not safe for work stories, and other things I should not say details the filthy, silly, and probably illegal activities of Chris during his military years. These books are a lot of fun, informational, heartfelt, and truly tell a lot of the story that is Chris Aiken. Order now from chrisaiken.net and get them in time for Christmas.